1: If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins, go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. Altitude Homes, team.com slash hawk slash hawk
0: Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend, Blake Johnson of manifestfit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the triumphant post-game show from Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nemhauser. I am going to be joined by folks on the Real Hawk Talk crew, Um, one of them just joining now. Uh, Seahawks beat the Colts 28-16, to uh, and there's a ton to go over in this game. I will let everybody know. Post-game shows for real hock talk are a little bit different than the week weekday shows. This is a, this is more of an Evan production. And so uh if you have children listening, you know, if you don't like uh foul language, you know, this may not be your favorite, uh, but you're gonna hear this is this is a PG 13 at least. And depending on if you've looked at Evan's Twitter feed, it it borders on uh NC17. So uh I have to start, I have to have to have to start by asking. Evan for his off the cuff reaction to that first Seahawks
2: game. Yeah, this is my off the cuff reaction. (laughs) So that was the most relaxing, inspiring, positive, all around positive Seahawks game in a very, very long time. Um, Shane Waldron, what a showing. Russell Wilson, what is showing? DK Metcalf, what is showing? Tyler Lockett, what is showing? D. Eskridge, we hope you're okay. Gerald Everett, what is showing? Will Disley, what is showing? Offensive line, what is showing? Chris Carson, what is showing? Jamal Adams, what is showing? Daryl Taylor, what is showing? Guys, what most impressed me today, honestly, was our defense. And I, and I, I recognize all week, I've been saying, don't get fooled by how well this defense might play today, but they played even better than I could have imagined. I mean, for all, all intents and purposes, they were in control of the complete game, um, to shut down any offense in the NFL to 10 points for, you know, 47 of whatever minutes it's, it's pretty impressive. So I, I don't know what to say out of that was amazing. Uh, they came to play today.
1: Yeah, Nathan, uh, if you scripted a first first game for the Seahawks, um, it would be hard to come up with a lot of notes of what you'd want to see different, I would think, um, in this game. I think there's probably a few things, and I know we'll touch on them, but what was your impression? Uh, where, actually, let me ask a different question. Where did the Seahawks perform noticeably better than what your expectations were for this game?
3: I thought they looked incredibly cohesive on offense for the Waldron's first game. Like I didn't catch the very first drive. So maybe I missed something there, but um, I think they scored a touchdown on their first drive. Didn't they? They did. Yeah. So (laughs) two drives. Yeah. So like they got into a weird funk there a little bit trying to force the ball to DK. It felt like, but like the offense just looked ready to go from the very first snap. And I thought that was a big surprise to me. I I thought they would be really inconsistent. I thought there would be great flashes, um, but it felt pretty, pretty tight from start to end.
1: Yeah. uh, Sorry. Just getting up uh, the chat up here. So, um, I have to say this was probably the least nervous I've ever been heading into a Seahawks season opener, like in a long time, like, I started getting the nerves a little bit just before kickoff, but I don't know. I don't know if part of that was like lowered expectations for me. I don't know if part of it was, I just really liked the matchup with the Colts. Um, I don't know, but like even after the first drive that the Colts had, where they went like nine plays, there was everyone was saying that Jamal was way offside. The play clock was at zero. Like it was like, he timed it right at zero. They just hadn't snapped the ball yet. But in any event, they ended up getting a first down there. I thought the defense looked fine. Like they gave up a couple of plays, but nothing was big. Nothing was egregious. Nothing was like, you know, super concerning. And then that played out throughout this game. Like the, it felt a little bit like Carson Wentz games we've seen before, right? Like they don't have a lot of weapons to test you on the outside. They keep trying to involve the running backs. He didn't have a, a Zach Ertz type tight end to, to utilize. And I just felt like the Seahawks kind of had him in a bag for a lot of the game. But as bullish as I've been on the defensive line, that was a really satisfying performance to watch because it was exactly what I wanted to see. It was not one guy. It was not Nick Bosa on the edge that you can just know is going to get sacks and then going to command a triple team, right? Every single member of the Seahawks defensive line that played put pressure on the quarterback today. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I saw Puna Ford. I saw Brian Monet. I saw uh, Daryl Taylor. I saw Rasheem Green. I saw uh, Carlos Dunlap. I saw Benson Mayoa, I saw Kerry Hyder, Like that's freaking awesome. Like that's, that's exactly what this team needs from that defensive line to be what I think could be one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. Um, and, and yeah, the Colts were missing Fisher on the left tackle side, but the pressure was coming from all over. And their right tackle is very good. And their guards and their center are really good. And they got their asses kicked today. Like they could not run on the Seahawks defensive line and they could not pass protect. And and they were getting pressure with four guys, a fair amount. So I, uh, I loved, I loved as much as I was looking forward to that, that was better than I would have expected against that offensive line. And against a team that I thought, you know, was going to do a bunch of dinking and dunking, which they did, which shouldn't allow much time to get to the quarterback. So uh, I thought that was, that was super, super encouraging. And I got to take, uh, I don't know if it's quite an L, but I will just say my first impression of Daryl Taylor when I saw him in training camp was like, he didn't seem that explosive to me. I said that. I also said that Frank Clark, who people had compared him to, didn't really jump out to me in training camp either. And sure as shit. Daryl Taylor looked like Frank Clark on his two big pressures today. Like when he just ran through the right tackle for that sack, like that looked very much like a Frank Clark kind of play. So really powerful, explosive and man, Alton Robinson barely even got snaps, you know, like, like there's guys that didn't play that can add pressure. So I was super excited about that. Um, Evan, anything for you that like, was the biggest surprise, biggest pleasant surprise?
2: Biggest pleasant surprise. I think it's really just the, maybe it's maybe it's the defensive line particularly. They had three, four sacks on the day, uh, ten quarterback hits, and I assume more pressures. Um, th- that's the type of performance we're going to need to see from this defensive line throughout the this entire year for this second for this defense to um, excel. We know that that, you know, DJ Reed didn't have the best day today. Uh, our corners are a little bit skeptical um, as they, you know, face harder opponents throughout the year. Our pass rushes are going to have to maintain that sort of energy. So Daryl Taylor was a stud. Rasheem Green had a good day today. Ooh, nice. um, yeah. I'm just, there were no moments where it was like defensively, like what the fuck just happened. You know what I mean?
1: Can Lee I read Ma- you Rasheem Green's line for a second? He has like he has like a like a triple double going on here. He had four tackles, uh, three of them were solo. He had one sack, one tackle for loss, two passes defensed. Like <laughs> that's a damn good day for you know an interior lineman.
0: I mean,
2: he was a dude we were talking about. Like, is there any chance he wouldn't make the roster this year? Right. Or at least maybe I floated that. There's some folks
1: that had that question. I I, I didn't have that question, but, but uh, yeah,
2: I know it's just awesome to see him step up. I'm impressed with how Ken Norton adjusted in the third quarter, you know, going after halftime, there's just not anything really to be negative about like, dude, well, the Sorry to interrupt
1: here, to but uh,
2: Nathan, just a heads up. Your audio is super loud. I'm oh, my- to get into your settings and drop that. I'll, I'll fix
3: that. Are you guys paying attention to those Niner games though?
2: Yes. Yes,
1: I am. It's uh, The, the Lions have the ball at the 50-yard line with 42 seconds to go.
2: Are they down one score?
1: They're down eight points. Yeah. So
3: keep an eye it, on that. Um, is my volume better?
2: Much it better. Is better. Yes. Okay. Thank
3: you.
1: Um, I just want to say that the fact that the Seahawks were able to get that much pass pressure without their best pass pressure, even active today. I mean, LJ Collier sat out today, like they're just saving him for, for future games. You guys totally aren't paying attention. You missed my joke. Come on.
2: <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> got, I got your joke. He got was... the laugh that deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, seriously, add Geno Atkins to the mix.
2: Can I just call out? Yeah. Yes. Can I just call out one play randomly that Tyler Lockett switch catch, thing that first touchdown was maybe one of the most impressive catches i've ever seen him make i don't i don't think people realize like how hard it is to turn your body that angle you know running full speed against a defender that was a beautiful pass and a beautiful catch its back.
1: the lions have the ball on the san francisco 25 yard line um with 34 seconds to go down by eight. First down,
2: first down. uh Did we hear the sad news that Jason Barrett tore his ACL? Oh yeah. That's that guy. He's so good
1: and so trouble. Well, I I think I heard Rasheem Mostert left with a knee injury as well.
2: Yeah, he did. The Jason Barrett is a huge loss for them, but it's a bummer because obviously his career has been plagued with injuries and he's just an immense talent for them.
1: Well, I mean, even, even if the lions don't come back and, and tie or win this game, I think the fact the Lions have 33 points against the, the 49ers defense is not a good sign for, for where Robert Sala's leaving could have an impact on them, but we're not going to spend the whole time talking about the 49ers. I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit after the, the, that game finishes. Um. So what about the offense? I mean, this is Shane Waldron's first game. What did you like, Nathan, did you notice anything that seemed different to you about the way this offense looked versus past offenses for the Seahawks?
3: I mean, it's the thing that, that everyone talked about all off season, right? The tempo. Um, And what I really liked about it um, is they're not just going fast all the time. Um, They seem to really creatively um, go like super fast. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like, you know, after they would, after they would catch the defense off guard and and get a gain, you know, um, not necessarily a huge player or anything, but then they would immediately come run right back and then just run the ball or do something right and have something ready to go and just be catching the defense scrambling. And so I thought that was really cool how they, uh, how they did that. Um, I, that's, that wasn't like a surprise or anything, I guess, but um, it was definitely fun to watch and interesting to see how that worked.
1: I have to ask how you were feeling after they came out, like running the ball <laughs> 70% of the, the plays to, to start with.
3: See, I missed the first drive. So like, yeah, so I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have any angst over that.
1: Yeah, uh, Evan, did you have any reaction to that? How are you feeling?
2: I mean, I was a little concerned. It, it, like the first, yeah, they just kept pounding away with Chris Carson, and he really wasn't breaking away until he did break away, and he, you know, got thirty yards or whatever. But I mean, I. I just, I loved what I saw from the offense today. Like Nathan said, we, we've we talked about it all, all offseason. They needed to incorporate more tight end usage, stretch the field horizontally, get their players in space. One of the biggest criticisms, honestly, we've had of the Seahawks offense over the past decade is like, we have so many weapons, but we don't get them in space and let them, you know, dodge defenders and get yards after the catch. Like, that was completely different today. So, man, Russell was Russell was on fire too. He was... Oof. 70 yard moon ball.
1: That was one of the best passes I've seen him make. And he's made some amazing ones, but like
2: 2018 Seahawks on that second and 20. Oh, I know they, they they run down, they run down the gut and set up the punt. I'm serious.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was shocking. Uh, Even after having seen Russell play for so long, not only was it a great throw, he had a great pocket. And I want to talk about the offensive line and get your impression. I mean, Um, I, I think that they ended up giving up four sacks, but two of those were Russell Wilson, like sliding in the backfield on like rollouts where he could have thrown it away or he's just trying to keep the clock rolling. So my impression was Kyle Fuller, a guy that none of us were excited to see seemed to hold up pretty well when, when they actually gave up one of the sacks, it was Ethan Posick in there getting blown up by DeForest Buckner. So, um, you know, I, I thought. Uh, looks like the 49ers got possession. So that fantasy is now over. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, I I thought, I thought that the offensive line performed pretty well. I didn't see a lot of pressure getting into uh, what's
2: your read on rotating snaps with him and Fuller, Ethan Posick and Fuller. I, we weren't really expecting that though. Were we?
1: The way they talked about it this week, I thought that that might happen. I think Posick hasn't been the starter because it's taken long for him to to work his way back from the injury, and and I don't know. I, I just am not a huge Posick guy, so I don't know. That's not, I'm not a huge fan of it. I guess I'll say that. What about you,
3: Nathan? They're both fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Carson Wentz has never scored more than 17 points against the Seahawks, and he's 0-7 against us.
3: Seven. We played Carson Wentz seven times. Yeah. Yes. A lot. So I, I do.
1: We'll have so many good things to talk about. So we'll come back to it. The, the one thing that I thought was at least the first thing that comes to mind that was less than what I'd hoped for was the play of DJ Reed. Um, I, I thought that early on he had a couple zone busts. It seemed like confused about where he's supposed to be. Um, gave up some easy plays, gave up some third downs and, um, that pass interference penalty seemed pretty questionable, um, but still, you know, he didn't even need to make that close. The pass was nowhere near him. So I didn't think it was a great day for DJ Reed. You know, Trey Flowers gave up a touchdown pass. Um, I didn't think he stood out as being terrible. He looked like the Trey Flowers I would expect him to be, which is like a an average cornerback. Um, so I don't know if you guys had any impressions like, do you give any credit to the corners for the fact that there weren't a lot of passes to the receivers or do you think it's just all that the Colts, you know, weren't even going to try it?
3: Yeah. I didn't come away nearly as high on the defenses as you guys did. The defensive line looked really good. Um, that is a banged up line though. So we'll kind of wait and see on that. But I think there's reason to be optimistic about that. Um, although I was fairly high on the defensive line to begin with. So, but I don't know. This was a team that I thought, you know, a really good defense is going to hold them to 10, 13 points. And they only gave up 16, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal. But I, I that we talked about it, you know, last Wednesday. There's nobody like skill position wise on this Colts team that is even an average player. Well, Jonathan Taylor, I think their running backs are definitely above average. I I don't know. Did you see anything that like you got you excited about Jonathan Taylor in this game? No, because the Seahawks played him really well. But he, he, he yeah, was a
1: fantastic player last year. I, I'm kind of surprised you
3: you don't put him in that category. He's <clears throat> is he even a top ten running back? Mm. I don't even know if it's, not I mean, at this point. Not yeah, like and that's you know for as much as you know a running back can matter. So <clears throat> I don't know. I I, I didn't see anything that made me think, oh yeah, this defense is definitely going to be okay. Um, you know, other than the defensive line playing pretty well.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not shocked by that. You know, that's why we have you on the show to provide the other perspectives. But um yeah, I, I thought that I-, I was also a little surprised about how much Ugo Amadi played. Um mm. I didn't see nearly as much Marquise Blair out there as I would have expected. Um I saw a couple glimpses of him. Uh and you know what else is bullshit uh carlos dunlap's sack on the two-point conversion does not count as a sack it doesn't why i don't know i went to look on that to, to double check but it's not showing up he's showing up as zero sacks and the seahawks only have three sacks registered so that should that should count as a sack it sh- i would think it would count as a sack but it's it's not showing up there
3: so um Cause two point conversions don't count as touchdowns, but I think like you still get a tackle or you should get right, if you
1: tackle for loss, I think like, I think that yeah. little... man, I hope
2: D. Eskridge is okay.
1: I think he's going to be yeah, out of concussion. He'll be fine. Like, I mean, it, I thought at first it was a helmet, the helmet hit, but it wasn't, it was a, it was a
2: legit hit. It just, he had his head down, um, but he looked pretty good.
1: He yeah. Really good. Yeah. What'd you guys think of it? what do you guys think?
2: Like kid's fast. Faster than I expected.
3: Actually, he—he's gonna give. He—he's a really a real weapon. I mean, his ability to turn up field and get going quickly, and then he's not just like some uh, teeny tiny, you know, I, I track guy. Like he is able to like make moves. Uh, he looks running back esque, right? Um, so he's not gonna ever be a guy that's gonna like plow over guys or anything like that, but. Uh, he seems to really, really have a good feel for how to run with the ball on his hands, and um, I think those two, those two end arounds. I mean, like he looked explosive. They got what at least six yards on both. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that defenses are going to have to really respect. Because you know, the other thing is, like, I, I mean, he, he's going to be gone real fast. Like, if you don't, if you don't get him, you're not going to get him, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's going to go. So I think he adds something really, really cool to the offense.
2: Do you you know what Pete Carroll just said in his press conference? What? He says Russell Wilson and Shane Waldron were just cooking. Then he laughs and he says, scratch that.
3: (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Pete's a troll.
2: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Pete. (laughs) Uh,
3: Pete's out here talking about Scorigami last week. Now he's making let Russ cook jokes. He's reading our tweets.
1: He knows what's going on. Um, yeah. I don't know that we've talked enough about Chris Carson. Like um, I, I thought, I thought he looked really good today. He looked like Chris Carson. Uh, I thought there was a number of plays that could have been losses that he turned into six yard gains. Um, yeah. And he caught, uh, what did he catch three passes today? So, you know, for 26 yards. And I think one of the things that stood out to me, that was a difference between this offense and past offenses is, there are a number of easy throws for us. Like there was at least, I can think of like five easy throws, even that touchdown pass to Gerald Everett, like easy, easy. Like, and I get so frustrated watching other teams where it's like, why can't you, why can they scheme guys open? And Russell's always having to come up with some miraculous throw. Um, It was just nice to see that today. And I think the use of the tight ends in general was was great. I thought Will Disley looked, like will disley like i I think he deserves a little bit of a uh, call out as well
2: gerald everett looked real good keep your hands on the screen where we can see him (laughs) oh man (laughs) i'm just saying that's the that's the extent of my analysis but he looked good that's all i gotta say
1: yeah he threw a great block too like i mean i think he and disley could be Just a great two-way, you know, blocking and catching uh, duo out there. So that was that was that was cool to see. Um,
2: Early down pass rate was fifty-one percent. Neutral situation pass rate today forty-four percent. I don't know what the difference is there, Nathan. Can you explain that to me?
3: Well, see, early downs are the oh. Is that literally just
0: the difference? Yes. No, the the neutral. He's just talking about yeah
1: neutral is when the score is within a certain amount i think it's within yeah. like 7 points and- no
3: it, typically it's done by win probability so when they when you're between 20 and 80% win probability
1: right i think their their win probability probably was
3: their when do you think that they went over 80% win probability maybe like mid third quarter with 50, well, so at the very earliest, they broke it with 11 minutes, 11 and a half minutes in the second, but they went over to, for good with 50 seconds left in the uh, half.
1: Okay, so so basically the whole second half, they were not, not a neutral game script.
3: Yeah, uh, but that's still really high uh, considering that, you know, we're talking about the first half and um, uh, really high run rate. Uh, I didn't really notice that though and maybe it's just because you know if you're running well who cares um but yeah i didn't really feel like i definitely noticed some of the early down running especially as the game went on but yeah i I never was really kind of you know getting anxious about how much they were running the ball
2: yeah
1: and i i don't know that i would i think you definitely cannot come out of this game and saying okay here's how the seahawks are going to play on offense because it's one game there's no way to know like the way that the were playing defense it looked like they were sitting back in a zone because they knew that they didn't have Xavier Rhodes they were trying to do everything they could D- DK Metcalf didn't even get a target in the first half right and they were basically daring the Seahawks to run the ball so that might have been a game where Russell's just counting the guys seeing a, a light you know light box you know less than less than you know seven guys six guys in the box and running And if you look at their numbers for, as a team, they finished with 27 carries for 140 yards, over five yards a carry. Um, Chris Carson was 16 carries for 91 yards, 5.7, almost six yards a carry. D Eskridge, to your point, Nathan, two carries for 22 yards. Like that's all he needs. He doesn't need to have like, you know, a ton, but just a couple of those end arounds and those jet sweeps, like just opens other things up and, we're going to have this Tennessee game next week, which we'll, we'll talk about more on Wednesday, but um, who knows how the Seahawks will choose to attack that team. And if it'll look the same as the way they looked. Uh,
2: so can I give us an injury update? Uh, yeah. DS Gridge was evaluated for a concussion. They'll know more. That was the obvious one. Uh, but it sounds like the Rashad Penny calf issue um, was just out of precaution. They're saying, Uh, they just decided to keep him out of the remainder of the game since it was too early in the season to risk a bigger injury. Am I reading too much into that? Or does that sound like they don't need him? Like they might trade him down the line or something.
3: I don't know if they're going to trade him, but like clearly they, they don't care about having him out there. Yeah. Like <laughs> they don't, they just, whatever DJ Dallas, you're up. Like there's no, there's no loss there. Like, well,
1: did you also like how Jonathan Vilma said that DJ Dallas is essentially the same as Chris Carson, same kind of
3: player.
2: I didn't hear that. Did, he did you really like sm- that?
3: <laughs> you know, Jonathan Vilma can say some dumb stuff, but every once in a while he says something really smart. <laughs>
2: Come on, there's no
1: Nathan, way D.J. Dallas' style is anything like Chris Carson.
3: How many – Uh, what, Dallas had what, one run for like six yards?
1: Five yards, yes.
3: Okay, so that, basically the same? The out,
1: basically the, the same. Output. I'm not talking about output. They are totally different style runners. Numbers
3: don't lie, Brian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, Nathan, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess what you're saying then is the Seahawks need to have like, you know, hit that perfect 54 – rush attempts and pass completions to get the win which they did
3: today right yeah never it it always works it's foolproof it's foolproof they just need to open the game kneeling three times and they'll win 100 of the time
1: (laughs) (laughs) um other thing that i noticed cody barton was getting some some rotation snaps do you guys see that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean I, i don't know that he did anything particularly noticeable with them, but, um, he was rotating, I think, for Jordan Brooks uh, at some point I was like, Oh, is Brooks injured, but he was on the sideline with his helmet.
2: Who looked really good in coverage today, by the way, Jordan Brooks yeah. did. He did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought Brian Monet had a pretty good game. Nathan, you've been a Brian Monet fan for a while. Um, what did you think of, of what you saw from the defensive tackles in general?
3: He flattened once, Like, (laughs) that was... uh, I'm actually surprised he didn't get a penalty because you're not really supposed to fall on him like that. But also, if you're as big as Brian Monet, I don't know how else you fall. Uh, And then I loved him following that up with just blasting the center before the ball was even snapped. So that's my uh, expert analysis is Brian Monet, big and fun. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, Evan, did you... uh... Did you have a favorite play today?
2: I have a favorite play today. That's a good question. Um, the locket one has to be up there, right? Actually, Which you one? know what it is?
3: Which one? The one that Evan was talking about earlier, the Willie Mays one.
1: That Oh, that one, the
2: first one. I think it might be the Will Disley stiff arm.
1: Oh, that was pretty sweet.
2: It was pretty sweet. That was humiliating. <laughs> and in fact, Darius Leonard said today, just now, we got our asses absolutely kicked. Yeah, you did, baby. That was uh...
3: that Disley stiff arm was some Jamie Moyer shit. Like uh, Okariki did not expect him to be so slow <laughs> and like <laughs> just completely misjudged where he was supposed to be, and Disley was just like just swatted him away.
2: Ethan Posick just a knee nice sprain.
3: That's good.
2: Very great.
1: Um, I thought uh, Chris Carson's stiff arm was pretty sweet too he uh he had, he had when a did he hit, have a stiff arm oh early in the game along the the, the they're going left to right on the tv oh it was on the right side of the it was almost the same place that disley's was except they were going the different direction
2: it's the breakout run right yeah
1: and he just took the guy's face and shoved it in the ground um <laughs> it was awesome but my favorite play is definitely that pass uh that we talked about before the the, the 69 yard pass was very nice
2: um and uh Yeah. You know who has more touchdowns than, than George Kittle this year? Who? Gerald Everett. Mm. Best tight end in the NFC West, baby leading the way. The stats don't lie.
1: Dude, we got to talk a little bit about the NFC West. All right. So we'll come back if we have more about the Seahawks, but, um, so let's start with the 49ers. Um, I'm going to pull up in their box score because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes 17 to 25, 314 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Trey Lance only throws one pass, but it's for a touchdown. Um, and Trey Lance has three carries for two yards. So this was pretty much a Jimmy Garoppolo game, right?
3: Um, how did they get, did they just run super well? Like how did they get? Because both of those stat lines I are pretty unimpressive, but they were up by a ton at one point.
1: I think it was turnovers. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll check. But um, uh, they did run reasonably well. 28 carries overall for 131 yards. Elijah Mitchell, uh, 19 carries for 104 yards, five and a half um, per carry. Mostert, uh, Raheem Mostert. <laughs> I'm going to get his name right, Raheem Mostert, uh two carries for 20 yards um, before he went out with a knee injury. Um, and then, oh, my God, Debo Samuel. Have a game. Nine receptions, 189 yards, one yeah. touchdown, um, 12 targets. Uh so George Kittle had four catches for 78 yards, but did not have a touchdown. So uh yeah, did Brandon Ayuk not play? Cause I don't see him listed anywhere. Uh maybe he just didn't get targeted. But uh Jimmy Garoppolo did do his thing, had a uh turnover, like he does in every single game. Um But they're going against Jared Goff, and he had an interception, and um, let's see, like, how I'd have to go back and figure out how they did bungle this so badly.
2: Murray is going to win NFC Player of the Week. Three
1: turnovers, and the Lions just had one. So, I mean, it's just 49ers offense averaged eight yards per play. So um, that seems like that was the major difference. Um, Yeah, but anyway so uh 49 but that cardinals game guys did did you guys see that coming
3: no you asked us about it before the the game happened i think we all said that we expected the titans to win i said the titans were just a better version of the cardinals which whoops (laughs) what does that say about the titans who are coming to town next
1: week i mean they're gonna be pissed that's for sure um I think I saw that uh, Chandler Jones had three sacks in the first half. You want to know how many sacks he finished with
3: kid at least five, right?
1: Five sacks. That's a monstrous game. I wonder if they were missing anybody, but like on the offensive line,
2: I I just agree with the Cardinals management. I don't think they should extend him. He is, (laughs) he is a player that is not worth that type of cash.
1: I agree. I wish they'd trade him. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. One other
3: thing new with the Seahawks offense. I think I'm on pace. Well, I'm talking about things that I got wrong. I think I'm on pace to uh, get absolutely demolished on the Chris Carson targets uh, prop bet. He had four? Oh, three. Uh, which puts him well on pace to be uh, past where I thought he would be. So um, be be see if that continues. But I, he had a... <laughs> Uh, he did pretty well with point four five EPA per play, half a point per uh, Carson reception, so pretty good. <laughs> um,
2: Pete Carroll well, no. says, I've never seen this kind of chemistry be so obvious between a play caller and a quarterback that is between Shane Waldron and Wes, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? Oh, Russell Wilson already. <laughs> Um, I what to say about that. Uh, I won't I've always know. loved Pete Carroll. Th- these are amazing quotes.
3: Well, well it, it took him 10 good. years to get the uh, OC higher rate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather hey. keep trying and stick with what wasn't working.
2: Better late than never. Yep.
1: Well, I think third down and red zone are two two situations. We didn't really know how Shane Waldron was going to do, and the Seahawks have not been great in third downs, and they have been pretty good in red zone. Two for two in the red zone today. Um, ended up four for nine on third down but I think that's pretty misleading because there's a couple times that Russ was just diving into the ground they weren't really trying to convert so seems like reasonable performance on third down and if I'm going to pick nitpick a little bit um, you know they only had 18 first downs today overall like I, I think that um, they, were, they weren't necessarily moving the chains that consistently uh, especially in the second half they only had that one touchdown but uh, first half was was terrific.
3: So, um what else? Okay. Is there a single Colts player you would take, a single Colts skill player that you would take over the Seahawks uh skill player? Like how how far would you would you take Jonathan Taylor over Chris Carson? No. Okay. Not I mean, right now. I, and would you take uh Naheem Hines oh, over like any of the Seahawks running backs yeah I think maybe he's he actually is a really
1: interesting weapon he 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 can really play receiver um pretty well so I would take him over Penn for sure
3: I guess I don't know and then like for the receivers like I mean you would take Michael Pittman because he's so young but would you take any of these other receivers like even over the guys like any of the four guys Seattle has I saw Swain. Uh, Swain looked good today. Uh, he looks just perky. He not amazing player, but whenever he gets the ball, he's moving a little bit.
1: Hmm. Interesting that he's, he jumped out to you. He did not. I mean, we saw pretty much, it seemed like Eskridge was getting the snaps. Um, Did not see a lot of Freddie Swain from what I recall.
3: No, there wasn't, but just when he got the ball, I mean, he looks like, you know, a, a pretty solid NFL athlete. I think.
1: People like your, your perky description.
3: Um, I was going to say that's uh. Quite the adjective. Calm down, Evan.
2: Man. Uh, what else, Evan? I mean, um, kind of- Yeah, what a win. Um, Bengals just beat the Vikings in overtime. Buzzer beater kicker.
1: Oh, wow. That's a pretty yeah. big upset. That is a big upset, isn't
3: it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are the Bengals maybe going to be good this year? Well, they like feel like Joe Burrow. I, like, huh? I like Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah, you do? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Burrow and then Chase. Uh, I don't know how his day looked overall, but he caught like a 60-yard touchdown pass or something. What about yeah. being a Falcons fan?
2: what they do today? What happened? That's good. 32
1: to 6 at home.
2: Oh, Jalen Hurts, I heard, played well.
1: Yeah, 27-35, to 264 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. How
2: did uh, Jalen Rieger do?
1: Uh, did he get injured catches, six catches for 49 yards one touchdown hey my fantasy team wants once I figured it was a fantasy question <laughs> um yeah I know people a lot of people have Miles Sanders he had 15 carries for 74 yards and also had four catches for 39 yards um but yeah Jalen Hurts looked legit um but man
0: like the rough. Jags lost
1: I know Houston Houston showed up um it's not weird that the Jags lost. Yeah, I they got. I quite get behind
2: that reaction, but. They got killed, right? I mean, 37 to 21 is sizable. <laughs> yeah. Trevor
1: Lawrence had a rookie start. You know, uh, he threw for a bunch of yards, 332 <laughs> yards, but he had three touchdowns, which is awesome, but he had
2: three picks. Uh, 28 of 51, though. <laughs> That's not efficient.
1: Carlos Hyde,
3: Nathan's guy.
1: Nine carries for 44 yards.
3: Oh, no, I didn't actually start Jalen Rieger. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: interesting. Mark Ingram played pretty well for Houston. 26 carries. Well, I guess that's not that. I thought it had 20 carries, but it's 26 for 85 yards. So that's not great. But, uh, yeah, Tyrod Taylor kind of did his job. Interesting. It's an interesting outcome.
2: Uh, so and- Russell... Just a quick stat I'm seeing from next gen stats. He faced a 46.2% pressure rate today by the Colts pass rush. All three touchdowns came under pressure five of nine for 68 yards, three touchdowns while under pressure.
3: The Bills lost to Pittsburgh?
2: They did. Yeah, yeah they had a punt blocked. Oh, we're not uh, talking about Michael Dixon's amazing save, by the way.
3: You
1: know what? That is a – I'm so glad you brought that up. Just talk about it. I thought that was one of the easiest to miss plays um, and most underrated parts of this game.
2: Well, initially, I think the announcer said he had dropped the ball, which is not the case upon review. It looks like a a rusher just broke free, and it looked uh, – Dixon thought he was going to block it. So, you know, he scrambled to the right and barely got it off. And by the way, I was – low. I was um, – raving about Dixon's like slight tap of the ball. Did you guys see how like the, the distance that his leg moved to kick the football and how far the football went? Did, did you guys notice that at all? Like he like I, tapped the football and it went like 60 yards.
1: You know what I noticed was that like he had two guys hanging on him. He was able to kick the ball with two guys hanging on him and get it inside the 30 yard line. They got like, that play easily could have been, I think the Seahawks were only up at that point, maybe was it 14, 10 at that point or, or something like it was, it was still pretty close. And the Colts would have gotten the ball in Seahawks territory, but instead, you know, they have a five yard legal man downfield penalty. So it ends up they get ball like the 33. I mean, that was a huge difference. Um, could have been a, could have been a turning point um, if, if he wasn't able to do that.
2: Oh God. Kyle Shanahan said he's in talks with Richard Sherman.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake! that would not be great. That would just, Oh my God, that would ruin me. I mean, if he goes in there and plays great for that team and we are struggling at corner the whole year. Oh, Uh, that's the one thing you could have said that was going to get me pissed off. Nice
2: yeah, day. yeah. Let's pretend that just doesn't happen. Let's just <laughs> let's just ignore that reality.
1: Uh, is Jamar Chase the guy that said he couldn't adjust to the NFL
2: football?
3: Yeah, people blew that. He said it was harder to catch the ball, not that you couldn't adjust. He looked <laughs> fine today.
2: I like my clickbait, Nathan. Calm down. <laughs>
3: uh, I did enjoy. Uh, there was. Uh, I don't know somebody dropped a ball I think in a game. I don't even know what it was and like my timeline on Twitter was just like a million Jamar Chase uh jokes.
1: <laughs> ah, the Browns are up 8 nothing on uh the Chiefs early early on. Uh and New Orleans is up on Green Bay at the end of the first 3 nothing. Did you hear that they picked their their home stadium for this game based on which location would be hardest for Green Bay fans to travel to? That's how Sean Payton picked the playing in Jacksonville, actually. Which <laughs> so I don't quite understand, but uh, that, that'd be a big result if that could hold up. Um, all right. Anything else that we want to cover, guys? I mean, this is this is fun. Um, how are you oh, feeling? So- Let me ask you this: overreaction immediately after the game. Um, how has your perception or perspective on the team changed at all after seeing one full game? And you can say, if it's not the full team, you can say, Hey, there's this part of the team. I feel much better about than I did before or much worse about than I did before.
2: The offense for me is slightly better than I had hoped for. And the defense played much better than I had hoped for overall. My, my perspective on the team is definitely more optimistic. We did not have a single game with maybe the exception of the Falcons last year where the Seahawks put it all together like this in a single week, both on the offensive side and defensive side of the football.
1: Nathan, what about you?
3: Um, I don't think it's changed my opinion too much. I mean, I'm still kind of waiting to see on the defense. The offense has come together a lot sooner than I expected. And then, and Pete was hinting that there's a lot more to, to come right. So I'm maybe I think I'm probably more optimistic about where this offense is going to end up at. Um but overall, you know, I think uh I think this is basically what this game should have looked like against that team. So um not a big change.
1: Yeah, I think for me, um I thought the cx are gonna have a great special teams and I think they had that today. Uh shout out to John Hurlbutt who is gonna have Four donations to make um, based off the four Jason Myers extra points that were were turned in today. Um, so I thought the special teams looked great. Uh, so they met expectations for me. I wasn't sure how the offense was going to come out of the gates. I think they performed better than I would have expected, um, but they ran more than I would have expected. And I think I expect I didn't see as many. I didn't see as many scheme plays as I I kind of expected where you're going to see a lot of the jet sweeps and a lot of the, the toss plays and um, off of that. It, so I I can't say I really understand um, fully what the offense is going to look like yet week to week. And honestly, I feel like when I looked at the Colts heading into this game, I didn't get their off season plan at all. To be honest, they let two of their best pass rushers go in, in Houston and Denico Autry and they only replaced it with a rookie first round pick um, who they were really high on. But it just seemed like their pass rush was going to be much different than it was last year. And so I don't know how much we can bank on on how the offensive line played in this game. I think we might find that this Colts team in general might not be as good as they were last year. Um, and so that, that's what's a little bit hard to judge. This felt to me and part of it was because Carson Wentz is in there this felt to me a lot like the Seahawks playing the Eagles. Whereas like they the, the offense never really that we we're facing never really felt threatening. Um, and there's getting good pressure. Um, and the defense that the Colts put out there just wasn't that impressive. So yeah, I think um, I think the maybe the biggest like thing that I come out of here excited about is the pass rush, um, which is where I started. I think I've been bullish on the pass rush before and then seen them go into a game and just be totally shut down against backup offensive linemen, you know, like how many times we had that conversation on a Wednesday and then coming with the next post game or like they could not get to the quarterback at all. And seeing that many different guys apply pressure, I think, uh, that was at the high end, the, the high, high end of my expectations. So I think that's the part. And I think, I do think this was a good offensive line. I don't think they were that banged up. Um, you know, and, uh, so I, I come out pretty bullish on that part and they're going to need it next week and the week after that and the week after that. Cause I, you know, I think the cornerback play was just okay. Um, as we expected, it was not terrible, but it was just okay. So
2: saints up 10 0 on the Packers. I'm going to have to turn that on.
1: Um, any final, final parting thoughts?
2: No, I, I just wonder like What would my health status look like over the past decade if, you know, this is how the Seahawks played like on a weekly basis? I feel so calm
1: on the road. I mean, it's not easy. It's just not easy to play a 10 a.m.
2: game on the road. They dominated them the entire game in complete control. There was never a moment. Except for maybe a couple minutes in third quarter, where I was like, "It was actually when uh, Chris Carson fumbled." I was I was like, "Okay, this could be a turning point." But our defense held up. Kudos to them.
3: Oh yeah, the Carson fumbles are back.
2: <laughs> was it?
3: I, pick up
1: on that.
2: I, I couldn't tell. Was that just a good play by the defender, or was Carson just? That was a great play
3: both. It was both because Carson. I mean, Carson was holding that ball not very well. The ball can't come shooting Ooh, out. Like he had that. two hands on it. No, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, he had two, he like had this, he had, yeah, but he didn't have anything under. <laughs> so it just went whoop, and it went shooting out yeah. like, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was a nice punch by the defender for sure. But I, I think Carson, got, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. not great. You don't want to see that. Um,
1: I'm going to give a shout out to Lucas Moore in our chat. who was uh, uh, participating in our Wednesday show. Uh, he's a Colts fan and was talking a bunch of smack and he, came in here graciously to say i talked a lot of shit in here before that game we got smacked good uh, good game cx fans good luck this season so love seeing that never mind having opposing fans in our chat as long as they're not douchebags um so no
2: 49ers, 49ers fans
1: exactly uh all right oh man this is this is well I'm gonna have to go back and look at other season openers. Last year's season opener was pretty encouraging. 38 25. We got to see like Russ Cook like crazy in that game, Um, but I don't think I think Atlanta was a broken team. Uh, This is a playoff team that that, that the Seahawks were playing, and they came out to win. What are you guys laughing at?
3: Oh, just I mean Atlanta, a broken team. What?
2: I just look at the look at the tweet I just shared in our group chat. Uh Oh, in the words. In our while, Twitter while, group chat.
3: While we pull that up, I just want to put put out there that I think the Jamal Adams All Pro campaign has gotten off to a rocky start. I think he has to play a lot better than
2: what is this? In the oh words in the words of Jimmy Garoppolo, let's go hawks.
1: <laughs> you got a 2015 tweet from him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dude. That's great. Um
1: all right. Well who wait, who did you say, Nathan? I missed that.
3: Jamal Adams, his All Pro campaign.
1: Yeah, we should talk about Jamal for one for a couple minutes at least. So, go ahead. I, I know where you're going to go with this. Finish your thought.
3: I mean, it, it, it's impossible to say really because they they weren't asking him to like blitz a ton um which is definitely noticeable uh and the the coverage was pretty good but you know there's no skill players and we don't get to see what he's doing back there um i appreciate how much he likes to like jump and fly around kind of needlessly a lot of times just to like be like i'm jamal adams i'm here i'm doing something uh but overall i thought it was a very just it wasn't bad by any stretch but i don't think it was any kind of a kick off your all pro campaign uh type of game either yeah, forgettable i would certainly
1: say. was not a stat stat piling kind of game for jamal adams um he finishes with uh fourth on the team with six tackles six to- six solo uh sorry six tackles three solo um you know had the offsides penalty um you know so i thought it was really he definitely had a different utilization than he had last year um we did not see him blitzing almost at all uh you know, he was off, he was not in the box, like 90% of the time, like he was, I mean, I think he played down near the line of scrimmage a fair amount, but he was playing coverage. And I think it's gonna be hard for us to tell how he played in coverage, um, without the all 22, uh, you know, it's just, we, none of us can really say how he played in coverage, uh, confidently, uh, until you review that tape. So it is different. Um, and maybe it'll be a good thing. Maybe it'll be, that we'll find out that he actually played some really good coverage and um, is showing that he can be more than what he was last year. And all the criticism of him being one dimensional, you know, can maybe start to dissipate a little bit. So hard to say, I think we'll have to wait and see, but, uh, I I was not encouraged or discouraged by what I saw from, from Jamal today. How did you feel about DK's hair?
2: I I I hated it. it. Color the colors. I'm sorry. I hate it. I love it. Doesn't fit him. He needs to go back to pink or green. It was it's just got some real
3: faded. Like I got some real been, mama blue vibes to it.
1: <laughs> You're right. There's a little mama blue. That's true. It just felt a little it wasn't as bold as it usually goes. Like, yeah. Felt a little faded. Uh okay. Cool. Let's uh let's wrap it up there. Uh this was a bunch of fun guys. Seahawks are were 1 and 0. Uh we'll have our next Seahawks Real Hawk Talk uh, coming up Wednesday evening at eight o'clock uh, Pacific time. Between now and then, please, please uh, click the, the thumbs up on the show, it takes a second. Uh, click subscribe, I'm trying to get up to 7,000 subscribers on the way to 10,000 for the season. Uh, click the bell to get notified when we go live in case they sign a Geno Atkins or something else happens and we wanna uh, talk to you about it. And then, uh, Go over to Patreon.com/slash/HawkBlogger. Get immediate access to the Slack channel. All sorts of great conversation goes on in between all the real hawk talks and throughout. So people are watching the game together in there and having a great chat. So be awesome to have you join. Love to have you there, and uh, we will see you all Wednesday evening. Until then, enjoy.